Welcome to the OSG on NFL. I am John Nelson at OSG Nelson. He is Brother Phil at OSG Phil. This is at OSG Sports. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. You can like part, be a, be a part of the conversation there on Facebook at OSG Sports. Also go for all the op-eds fit to print that Phil usually has a burr up his saddle on at the onlinesportsguys.com. You can also catch our college football content and everything else that is on the OSG Sports Network on our Spreaker channel. Just look us up and go OSG Sports. Coming soon, by the way, it is the OSG Sports app available eventually on Android and iOS. That is in development. You can also catch our soccer content over at Soccer Down Here by downloading the Soccer Down Here app on Android as well. But this time, yeah, you're going to you're gonna cut something goodbye. here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just spent our 30 minutes. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's time to catch everybody up, Phil, with what's going to be going on. Now that we got the promo out of the way, week one in the NFL, and it starts with your defending Roman numeral classic champs that opened at five and a half down to two and a half on a total 45 going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that may or may not have had something to do with Doug Peterson's little tirade over the weekend about who's going to be the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Um, it's going to be uh, your Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Nick Foles, behind the center because um, early season MVP favorite from last year, Carson Wentz, is still not quite ready or healthy or ready to go. Uh, this should be actually this much like the other kickoff games for each year. This should be a pretty damn good game. The Falcons, they got a little something to prove in 2018. Um, they kind of underachieved a little bit. The offense struggled. Uh, with the addition of Calvin Ridley to the wide receiving core, that puts them pretty much at three deep, as good as any wide receiving team in the NFL. And But the thing that I think you might see the biggest improvement from the Falcons this season, the defense. And I know that a lot of well, folks want to try to keep uh, Matt Ryan upright as well, so a life in the trenches is probably going to be the key for the Falcons, I think early on at least. I like this is a pretty tight, low-scoring, slow-moving, kind of slug-it-out first week of the season, get the jitters out type of a game. I don't look for a lot of points here, but I look for – I think the Falcons might have enough to win this and get some momentum to start their season. All right, so that takes care of Thursday, and we get a boatload of games on Sunday. Feel free to have as much input on these or not as humanly possible. We'll start things <laughs> off with Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Pittsburgh started at six and a half, down to three and a half in your total forty-six. Yeah, the Le'Veon Bell-less Pittsburgh Steelers too, which is going to make a big difference in that team. That's probably why the line's dropping. I mean, from top to bottom, it's hard to fight. It's hard to pick against the Steelers just because they're loaded. They've got talent on both sides of the ball, and they're ruined to knock you off your shoe, out of your shoes without even giving you a second glance. I think they're going to be a contender for the listen to me, the AFC title this year. If they can get Bell out or they can get production from somebody at the running back, look for James Conner to get the bulk of the carries at least, at least at the beginning of the season. As long as you've got Juju Schuster's. Schuster, Schuster Smith, I can't even Juju Smith out. Schuster. Yes, that guy. And Antonio Brown at wide receiver, you're always going to have a chance to score points. I like the Steelers. I see no reason to bet against them this early in the season. A lot of alliteration from anxious anchors placed in powerful posts, according to Juju Smith Schuster. 
Minnesota, San Francisco, it is at Minnesota. Currently, the line has gone up from five to six and a half in your total 46. Uh, I might bet the over here. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to put up a lot of points on Kyle Shanahan's system now that they've got Jimmy Garoppolo for a full season and from in a full camp. And I think the Vikings, same thing. They're going to score a lot of points. Jury's still out as to whether Kirk Cousins can be that guy to take them over the finish line to the promised land and get them into the Super Bowl. But there's too many, there's way too many toys on that team for them not to score. Uh, don't really want to offer up a pick here other than to say, yeah, bet the over. It's going to be a shootout. Cincinnati at Indianapolis. It started at a point and a half, Indy being favored. That is now up to a full three, which basically means Vegas thinks it's a push, and your total 47 and a half. Yeah, fair enough. Um, time to find out what Andrew Luck has learned in this last season and a half or ten years in purgatory. In his last three surgeries? Yeah to see if he really is going to be the Andrew Luck of a couple of seasons ago. If he is, assuming the Colts can block for him in some way, shape, or form, they're going to be a tough out for somebody. And the Bengals, you know, yeah, Cincinnati has good beer. Attaboy. Yeah, boy. You're listening to OSG on NFL. He's at OSG Phil. I'm at OSG Nelson. This is at OSG Sports in partnership with our friends at barnburner.ca running down week one of your NFL schedule. Buffalo at Baltimore started at three. It's now up to seven for Baltimore in your total 40 and a half. I'm guessing that everybody's looking at the quarterback change slash announcement in Buffalo and not thinking a whole lot of offense from the Bills. Yeah, uh, you want to try to explain to me what exactly uh, Sean McDermott and company are thinking up there? No, it because really make it'd be another show. <laughs> I don't get that. Um, okay, Nathan Peterman's the best of your quarterbacking options to start the season. That I kind of get, even though he was awful in his last starting gig. Um, but your option is basically him or the untested, unproven, and the jury's still out guy, Josh Allen, as a rookie. Some strange doings there in Buffalo. Maybe McDermott's on to something that the rest of us haven't quite figured out yet. That, I suppose, remains to be seen. But I'm not sure I could really put any kind of money down on them this early in this season because I don't really know what to expect. Do you? No, I'm looking at the under. I'm looking at Josh Allen looking at the at the action on the field in Buffalo. Maybe by their bye week, he turns into their starting quarterback. But I think right now it's just learning experience for the future quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Jacksonville at the New York Giants started at three, stayed at three, and your total 43 and a half. Uh, to quote good old JR, this one's probably going to be one hell of a slobber knocker. Uh, I wouldn't look for a whole lot of points here, but man, there's going to be some hitting going on. Um, I like the Jaguars. That defense is really kind of hard to question. Um, that being said, the Giants could have could do some damage on them if they do the right if Eli Manning is playing a little bit better and they can actually protect him this year. Odell Beckham's healthy. He's got his contract. He's got his money. Is he going to put up the numbers that he has the last couple of years? I guess that remains to be seen. But I mean, really, how could you bet against the Jaguars? That's a that was 
at the end of last season, they were the up-and-coming team and potentially the future of the AFC if they can hold on to it and Blake Bortles keeps growing. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and this will be an early test for the Jags. When, when uh, All right, so this is uh, how much money are you going to put into the center of the table after you look at the cards that you've been dealt after the end of last season, and can you carry that kind of momentum going forward? Uh, I think that Jacksonville, healthy, can be very dangerous in the AFC. I think that this will be a stern road test for them coming out of the blocks and going to one of the more hostile environments when the Giants are playing well that you'll come up with in the NFL. I like the under in this one. I'm not going to touch the number, but I like the under. I, I like the I like the under in this one. The, if 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 anything, it's probably 23-21, 23-20 somewhere in there. I don't think both teams clear 20 points in this one. I think this one's going to be a fun one if you like pitchers duels. Next well, on take away your you just said 23 to 20 and then you said you don't think either one will make 20. How's that happen? Because it's new math. I'm making the number. How about that? 23-20 is 43. The, the title and the totals 43 and a half. So I don't think they're going to make the Vegas number. I'm taking the under, and so that's all I have to say about that. Tampa. Sorry, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't let the pitch go by. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna serve if I'm gonna hang a curveball, you got to crush it. Tampa at New Orleans. And this one for me has turned interesting because the line has gone up from seven to nine and a half. And I like the total here. I like the over at 49 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I really like the Saints. I think they're a good football team. And I think one thing we learned about them last year is Sean Payton is adjusting what he does and how they do offense to Drew Brees at age 30, what, 38, 37, 30-something, upper 30s? Upper 30s. Is not the Drew Brees of age 20-something or even his early 30s. But in the right situation, can be that guy if you really need him to be. I, I agree with you. I think this game feature is going to feature a lot of scoring, but I like I like the Saints, and I think they have enough defense to kind of pull this one out and cover. Next on the board, Houston and New England, Deshaun Watson, healthy, and 50-and-a-half. Right now, New England started six-and-a-half, down to six. This one, they could be playing into the Monday night game if you're looking at the Texans with the way that uh, Deshaun Watson and Noop Hopkins paired up early last season before Watson was injured. This one could be a fun one. I don't. I think that New England eventually covers. I like the over here just because of what we've seen out of Deshaun Watson. I think it'll be a great test for him on the road at Foxborough, but I've still got to go with New England. And to even further enhance your point there, I think this early in the season you're not going to see quite the exotic defensive package from Bill Belichick that you would mid or later in the season, which means that Watson, if he's on his game or he's fully healthy and 100%, has the opportunity to put some big numbers up on the board. I think he's one of the guys who's going to be the future of the NFL at the quarterback position. I love his game. I think he's going to be an absolute star. Whether this is the this is the, the one that elevates him to that status, and eh, not so sure about that. I think they're going to still there's still going to be some cobwebs that need to be shaken off. But I like this game. I think 
Houston has the potential to pull the upset here, but I'm not quite sure I'm ready to pull that trigger just yet. All right. So I guess you'll stick with the total and you'll go over, but you'll stick with probably Houston to cover, yes? Yes. Next on the board, the old Houston, now in Nashville, at Miami and your Miami Dolphins, the total 45 and slight favorite Tennessee on the road started at a point and a half down to a mere point. I really don't have a good read on this game except for perhaps the total, and I would go under here. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, going to be some – I'm interested to see what the Titans have this year. There's a ton of potential there with Marcus Mariota, um, with Derrick Henry getting the bulk of the carries or at least – I think he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries for the Titans from the backfield. If Derrick Henry has elevated his game, he could be dangerous, extremely dangerous, because he's got the total package, size, speed, and a little bit of inside knowledge at this point, having played for a couple of years. I'm not sure my Dolphins are quite ready to make that leap. Um, I think they'll be better in 2018 than they were in 2017. I think they will take steps. I love Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to be a star now that he's getting the opportunity to play. But that being said, the running back of the future for the Dolphins is probably Kenyon Ballage, who may not even get the ball. If he does, he's not going to get it a whole lot at the beginning of the season. Look for this to be a grind them out battle. I don't I don't expect there to be a lot of points scored between either team. I mean, I would say probably in the teens if we're lucky. I'm not sure that I'm willing to go out on a limb and take the Dolphins here, though. Look for the Titans to win in a, in a nail biter, and the under might not be a bad bet. This is the OSG on NFL. He's at OSG Phil, brother Phil, Phil Canner. I'm John Nelson at OSG Nelson. And OSG Sports, all the news that's fit to print and all the op-eds are at theonlinesportsguys.com. And you can catch up with us on Facebook at OSG Sports on Twitter as well. And just around the corner, reminder, as we hit the final third here when it comes to the games in week one of the NFL, soon you'll be able to catch up everything on OSG Sports on the OSG Sports app. We'll have all the info for that down the line last third of actions uh, still here on sunday and a lot of road games here to finish up kansas city at the carson chargers total at 48 and the line has stayed at three probably the biggest news for the chargers with the injury to hunter henry at tight end they have signed antonio gates to come back and be a post-up target for philip rivers yeah <laughs> um, the Chargers are another team that might surprise a few people this season. They're, they've done a good job building over the last couple seasons and quietly. I'm still not a fan of the whole soccer thing, but I get it. And I think they're going to, but I think that being said, I think they're going to have trouble putting butts in seats um, once they move into their big stadium facility type place. Uh, but. I'm kind of going to say this one may go over. Okay. Uh, Kansas City's going to put a lot of points on the board in 2018. Patrick Mahomes, 
Yeah, that's another name to remember here in the near future because the guy can throw the ball roughly the length of the field from a standstill. Uh, and he looked pretty good in the preseason. Mind you, as we all know, the preseason isn't necessarily an indicator for success during the regular season. But he's in the right offense with the right guy pushing the buttons, and he got his time to serve as an apprentice last year. I like Kansas City, and I would not be surprised if they cover and then some. Seattle at Denver. Denver was a home favorite. They started out as a one-point favorite against Seattle. Seahawks coming to mile high. It is now a three in your total 42-and-a-half. I honestly don't know where Denver's offense is going to come from. Therefore, the bulk of your points would have to come from Seattle just to make the number. I don't know if that's going to happen. I just think that Seattle's the better team in another grinder. Yeah, this has all the markings of a 17-14 game. Uh, oof. Uh-huh. The, uh, the, I'm not even sure what to say about the Broncos. I, I, I know John Elway has some sort of a plan in mind for building that team. I don't think any of us know exactly what's in that mind. Um, I, mean, I guess Case Keenum is as good as anybody else at quarterback. They've had they've had over there in the last couple of seasons. So Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch. However, I think they have they may have the quarterback of their future on the roster. That being Chad Kelly from Ole Miss, who in brief limited action has been pretty damn impressive in the preseason. However, he may be another year away from actually being the guy. Uh, whew, this is a tough one to call. Uh, Seattle is on the downside of the Legion of Boom run. Um, most of those guys are gone, but Russell Wilson's still there. And until Russell Wilson shows sign of signs of wearing down and not producing like he has the last couple seasons, it's kind of hard to bet against. But yeah, the under might work here. Look for Seattle to win it, uh, but Lord knows by how much. Dallas and Carolina. This one I think will be a fun one. The total is at 43. The line hasn't moved all of that much for this game at Bank of America. Started at two and a half for Carolina, so home favorite, although it's now up to three. Once again, Vegas thinks this one by the end of it is a push. So Carolina three and your total 43 hosting Dallas. And push isn't a bad way to describe this. Um we kind of know who these teams are, and they really haven't changed that much in the off season, other than the Cowboys getting rid of Des Bryant. There's very few differences in their lineup, or for that matter, the Carolina Panthers lineup. Going Devin Funch is getting healthy, I think, was probably the biggest thing for Carolina, and the retirement of Charles Johnson up front. Yeah, neither one of those are enough to actually change the impact, change the game, at least in my opinion. I'm not sure this is must-see TV for pretty much anybody, unless you're a hardcore NFL guy looking for pretty much whatever game's on television at the given time. Um, but, hey, those people exist, too. Um, yeah, this this is definitely a push, and covering the number may be a challenge here, but uh, I like Carolina in a nail-biter. You and me both. Arizona and Washington, a pick at 44. Hmm. Interesting. 
the Cardinals taking their next step uh, without Carson Palmer. Uh, not really sure if Sam Bradford is the long-term answer there either, but then again, Sam Bradford's rarely the long-term answer anywhere because he usually gets hurt. Correct. It's just it's just a matter of how long he lasts before that happens. Um, the Cardinals have a healthy David Johnson going into 2018. That means something. Uh, the Redskins got beat up pretty badly over the course of the preseason. I like Alex Smith as a quarterback. He's a guy that can run your offense and run it well and potentially put up some points. If this was a home game for Washington, I would say stick with Washington and the points in the cover. But it's in Arizona, so that is a bit more of a reach. Um, Maybe I'm wrong here, but um, I'm going to say let's see what the Cardinals have to do. Go with them. Name of the Arizona Cardinal home field changing from University of Phoenix Stadium to State Farm Stadium, by the way, as a part of an 18-year naming rights deal. So they will be playing with Jake, and I'm going to go with Jake, State Farm, and Arizona here, and I don't quite think they'll make the total. Last game on Sunday, Chicago at Green Bay with that quarterback who signed that big nine-figure deal the other day. Totals at 47. Green Bay still kind of hovering. It started at eight. They're a touchdown and a half favorite, so seven and a half and 47 to Green Bay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, having Aaron Rodgers healthy for a full for to start your season is never a bad thing, especially with all that money in his pocket. Um, that being said, I'm really interested to see what the Bears have to offer this season. I think about that defense with um, number one draft pick or for their first round draft pick Roquan Smith at linebacker along with Khalil Mack. Those are two bad men. Yes. With a lot of speed, a lot of size, a lot of strength and can cover a lot of ground. Uh, the thing that's always bugged me about Green Bay and they've all, Rogers has always managed to make it work is that the side pieces have never been anything to write home about. He's put up astro- he's put up Madden video game numbers with basically nobody at wide receiver. Um, this year is going to be even more so. Uh, you're going to laugh, and I'm sure the people listening to this at home are probably going to say, yeah, what the hell does he know? But I'm going to go with an upset here. Look at Chicago. Uh, I think Chicago covers this. Okay. Uh wouldn't surprise me if they covered. I don't know if they'll make the total. Of course, that would mean that Chicago's offense would have to function to get to that. So, you know, 47 turns into 24-23, you know, 34-13, somewhere in there. I don't think it would be that big. Some, don't sleep on the Bears. Trubisky made some, made some, um, took some steps in, over the course of last season once he got in there. He didn't exactly roll over. And Allen Robinson is going to be a big pickup for them at wide receiver, mark my words. All right, and that'll do for Sunday. Two games on Monday, starting off with the Jets and Detroit at Ford Field. Get this. The number hasn't budged. It's still six and a half. Your total is 45, and if you think that that total is going to be met, you're leaning heavily on Matt Stafford. Yeah, 
and carry on Johnson and all the other guys that are going to be at running back for the Lions this season where they expect to get some production for the first time in a long time. The Jets are, well, I mean, Sam Darnold's going to start for them, which is not a knock on Sam Darnold, but it also tells you what the Jets' offensive expectations are, at least early in the season. I'm not sure. Aren't Darnold may grow into the role and may end up becoming a perfectly very good NFL quarterback? I'm not sure he's there yet. Um, I like the Lions in this, and they might actually make that number. You might be surprised. Okay, take your word for it. Then the last game on the board is the one out west because week one we have the Monday night doubleheader. Rams in the black hole at Oakland. Total 49 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's, here's, here's the fun part in this. Total 49 and a half. The line has gone from the Rams being a one-point open to a four-point favorite. So the Rams at four and 49 and a half. Yeah, I can see that. The tap, we're going to find out if John Gruden's even a third as smart as he thinks he is. And that line moved because of the simple fact that not having Khalil Mack on defense is going to make that big of a difference for the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to be a bad team, but I don't think they're going to be so good either. I'm not so sure that they're just last year's team with a little bit less talent. Uh, I could be wrong there. I could be wrong on all of this, though, of course. I guess I was right on all yeah, if I was right on all of this, I probably wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast right now. I'd be on one of the NFL preview shows. Uh, um, but um, I just think I, I think John Gruden's got this mindset that he's still playing in 2008 or 2005, and it's neither of those years. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see them being – I see that, that – has all the makings of a four and twelve disaster written all over it. Yeah, I'll go with the Rams covering the four. I don't know if they'll make the forty nine and a half, so I'll just stick with the Rams. So that's our look at week number one. Thanks to our friends at Barnburner.ca, Joseph Pasick and the bunch for thinking that we are worthy to let everybody else know what's going on in our minds when it comes to the NFL. Once again, he's at OSG Phil on Twitter. I'm at OSG Nelson on Twitter. This is at OSG Sports on Twitter. This is the OSG on NFL. Check us out with all the news that's fit to print at the online sportsguys.com. We'll be back soon with more stuff in regard to the National Football League. Enjoy the shield, everybody. Odds available and courtesy of our friends at pregame.com. Phil, send us home. Bye, everybody. What he said. We'll be back next next week. Play it safe. We'll see you next time.